Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson. We're back again with a fantastic episode of the UX Podcast, and we've got a great guest with us today. Kate Dramus is here. Kate is a brand coach for female entrepreneurs. She's a copywriter for six and seven figure entrepreneurs and online experts, probably some names that you know, including James Wedmore. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about two things. So number one, how do you build an agency where you have a couple of different sides or you have different levels of services that you sell? And how do you really wrap those around one core idea so that you can be known for one thing, but have two different levels or three different levels of things that you sell to the people that you attract, which I think is very, very uh, important for any of us who want to run kind of a new hybrid style agency where we're not you know, founding an office and bringing a lot of employees in and selling a lot of the same thing to, you know, bigger and bigger companies as we as we grow. Well, how do you grow and how do you scale? Especially uh, as Kate mentioned, she loves her work. She genuinely enjoys the writing process and the process of figuring out the messaging of an expert business. And how do you, if you love the business, how do you grow and scale without stepping out of actually doing that work? And so we talk about that. We also talk about the other side of her business, which is the coaching. So she is the founder of uh, Kate Creative, and she's the founder of Brand Messaging Academy, which is a six-week program that helps female entrepreneurs lock in their brand messaging and communicate confidently online. She also has a free Facebook group, uh, Boss, Boss Squad. And uh, so we talk a little bit about that side of the business and how she's working on scaling that up. And what's interesting about Kate is just the experience that she has of running launches and doing the copy for these big entrepreneurs. She's taking into that second side of the business, that scalable side. And one of the most interesting parts of the conversation is when she goes deep on what are the lessons that she looks at in terms of when her own launches are going from, um, you know, relaunching the same program again, what are the things that she looks to tweak and improve in between launches to make the next launch more successful? Because one of the things that she does is she works with clients that they come to her because they feel like something's not working the way they would like to. And she really breaks that down and gets down to the core of what their message and their position is to figure out why their funnel isn't performing in the way that they wanted to. So in all that experience, I wanted to break down and really distill it into three or four things that she takes into her own business and her own launches to figure out how to improve them. So I'm super excited for you to listen to the conversation. It's a great one. Uh, Kate's a great example of a young kind of entrepreneur out there in the agency world, finding a different way to monetize the skill set that she was using in more of the traditional agency world. And so if that's you, if you have a skill set and you're looking for different ways to monetize it, and how do you build a model around you that allows you to be yourself, do the things that you want to do, do the work that you love, and have a great lifestyle along with it, this is the interview for you. Let's, uh, let's bring in Kate. All right. Well, Kate, officially welcome to the UX Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a, a very interesting conversation because we're both in similar spots. But both, of, uh, both of our businesses both have two sides to them. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that because a lot of us kind of find that, that challenge. And there's, we have either competing interests or you find that you really, you're, you end up serving the same type of person, but they're at two different stages. And so you work with really high level people and then you work with people that are kind of on the journey to become that. So I want to dig into that a little bit. Uh, before we do that, tell me a little bit about your background and just kind of what the business looks like right now. 
For sure. So uh, there's two sides, as you mentioned, to our business. So I am a copywriter for primarily seven-figure online experts. So really work in that upper-level niche of people who have gotten to a point where they're really feeling confident about their messaging. All of that's on lock. And now they're just like, okay, now I just want someone to handle my launches and take on the copywriting for me. Okay. And then for my coaching, there's a coaching side of my business. And I coach people who have gone through launches, online experts, coaches, consultants, service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. And they're a little unclear on what their authentic positioning is. So they know they have a message they want to get out into the world, but they're not quite sure how to actually articulate that. And so they need help getting clarity on it. And so that's where I come in and coach them through it. Um, And I actually started in copywriting. So I started out as a copywriter at an agency Mm -hmm. and was freelancing. And then it grew into this business that I took full time back in 2017. Nice. Uh, Any particular copywriters that are heroes or or heavy influences? Uh, You know, that's a great question. Not really. I actually always just wrote on my own. Um, I kind of stumbled into copywriting. So I don't, I mean, my training comes through my time at the agency and and learning, but I, Mm -hmm. it was never something I knew about or wanted to do. I didn't grow up wanting to be a copywriter. I actually wanted to be a journalist. And then I went into school and I was like, "Mm, no, not so much. And I found an agency that I really liked and I didn't even know what a copywriter was. I didn't even, I like, I was just like, oh, someone's going to pay me to write. Awesome. So I learned by practice. You know, we always say action creates clarity. And one of my mentors says that all the time. And it's so true because I got into the field and I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and it definitely pays more than journalism. I said, <laughs> writing, writing words that sell actually pay more. Uh, how yeah. About yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so there's a couple interesting things that I wanted to pull out before we get too too deep into like the you know the business model and agency and where that's going and all that stuff. I want to pull out a couple of things because in the branding and the, and the coaching stuff that you do for people, you find that a lot of times they're coming to you because they've launched something else, something out into the world and they don't feel like it's working as well as it could. Mm-hmm. So walk me through that process a little bit. When you jump on the phone with one of those clients and they're telling you like, hey, here's what I've launched. Uh, here's what I'm selling. I've got this course. I've got this coaching. I've got this thing. And mm-hmm. it's not hitting, right? It's not hitting the way that I would like it to. What are some of those first, like, let's say two or three common things that you tend to notice that might be common to most people that are in that situation? Yeah. So one of the things I pick up on pretty quickly is a lot of times when people come to me, they're looking at a very specific part of their funnel. So they're like, my webinar is broken or, Mm -hmm. you know, my emails aren't converting. And so they're focusing on the assets. And what I like to do is back them up. And so I always just ask, I'm like, so what's your offer? Like, what are you offering? What's, what are you putting out into the world? And what I find is oftentimes the response I get is like this really long winded explanation of what they do and who they help. And they get into the weeds and I have to stop them. And I'm like, this is the problem. You're not positioning yourself effectively. So you're focusing on, I mean, it's the classic example of, you know, if you're looking at product copywriting, like focused on the product features rather than the benefits. And so I always tell my clients, you got to focus on the transformation. And so we actually back all the way up. And so I'm like, forget your funnel right now. Forget the webinar. Let's focus on just how you talk about what you do, because Mm -hmm. that's going to seed into everything. Because at the end of the day, if you have a really strong message and you have a really strong offer, it should be converting and it should be converting. I mean, even if you have a horrific sales page, it's still (laughs) going to convert. Like it's it's because the message is on point, you know, you don't have to have a beautiful sales page send them to a checkout form. And so that's generally what I find is people come to me with a specific, like, oh, my sales page isn't right. Or, you know, I think it's my webinar. And really what we find is it's actually the messaging around what they're offering to their audience. 
Yeah, that makes total sense. So you're basically backing up and forcing them to think really deeply about what is their what's their big idea that they're putting into the world, and and you you focus that on the transformation, right? So getting yeah. them to think about kind of who their ideal client is and what they're like before and after they come into that person's life, right? Absolutely, absolutely, okay. and that fuels so much of what they do. And so the second problem that I get presented with a lot is you know like outside of launching, I don't really know what to say. What am I supposed to be talking to my audience about? And I have found through coaching my students that the clarity comes after you get clear on that message because then you know exactly what you want to present. You know the transformation you want to speak to. You know the problems you want to speak to. And those content ideas just start flying. So so clarity on the actions that they need to take comes from getting clear on the message that they're putting out? Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also makes sense. I like it. Okay. So that's helpful. Uh, I think anybody that's, you know, gone through that phase of, of putting something out into the world only to find that it's not super successful. Um, yeah, that's very similar. That Those are some of the questions that I would ask is tell me, tell me about the big idea. You know, what's the, what's the one thing that if somebody comes across you and you, you get a hold of somebody for a month or, or a year or something like that, what kind of change are they going to experience? Yeah. Right. That forces people to really think deeply about like, who is it? And what is, it, what is their life like before and after I get hold of them, which mm-hmm. is really good. Um, I want to go back now to the top tier service where you're doing copywriting because you mentioned that people have essentially like they're getting to the point where they're tired of launching stuff and they want to get some of that stuff off their plate. And of course, I know a lot of people, as you do, that are in that situation, especially when you're trying to make the jump from like six figure online expert to seven figure, mm-hmm. like doing all of your own launches and trying to do that and just living launch to launch is miserable. Right. Um, I looked at that and I came out of an agency that was all recurring income. So I've never lived in that world. I just dip my toe in every once in a while and it, it sounds horrible. I don't, <laughs> ever want to, <laughs> don't, don't ever want to live launch to launch, but I know a lot of people that do. Um, so when you say like that, they're able to kind of turn, they want to get the launches off their plate from your, your perspective as a copywriter, what are you doing that gives them the freedom to take some of that off of their plate? Yeah. So I'm actually doing all of the launch copy. So they'll come to me and you know, they're like cart opens this date. This is the launch we're doing. This is the type of launch we're doing. Mm -hmm. We need content. It really depends on who I'm working with. I have some clients who come and they're like, I want you to map out the entire launch sequence. So we're doing a webinar. Yeah. Can you define the pre-launch emails, the post-launch emails? Can you schedule those in, see what those Mm -hmm. look like? And then I have people come to me and they have their whole launch mapped out. They know exactly how many cart open emails they want to send, all of that jazz. And so I'm just taking their, you know, their spreadsheet, their calendar and actually executing on the content. Um, Yeah. So it really varies between the two different styles. I love both. Uh, I never thought I'd ever become a launch copywriter. You know, it's like kind of all of this. It's so interesting how you kind of grow authentically in your business where you're like, oh, I'm starting here. And now all of a sudden this is what I'm known for. Um, But it's one of my absolute favorite things to do because you can really see, I mean, it's direct response. You can see the output of your work and it's, mm. it's really collaborative with my clients because it's their launch and their message. And so it's really fun. Yeah. That, that was another thing I was going to ask you about. So you beat me to it. Um, tell me a little, with, with the process of working with somebody like that, where they, whether they have all the emails like numbered and they understand the sequence yet or not is irrelevant. Uh, Cause at some point they have to, you get, you give them a finished product and they have to go, that doesn't sound like me. So the question mm-hmm. for you as an agency owner is, are you looking for people that are kind of already aligned where your natural writing style fits them? Or do you have to adapt to every single client and try to mimic their voice? Yeah, I actually have to adapt um, and, and mimic their voice. So I have a pretty, I'm, it's interesting the copywriting side of my business. I actually don't actively market that service. It's all referral based. So I get a lot of, you know, people who are connected to people and, and that I know through that my network. Totally sense. 
Yeah, which is awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so there tends to be a certain type of tone that comes that comes in this area, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, the voices are still different. So there's still different people. They have unique ways of saying things. So it's up to me to match that voice and match that tone. Gotcha. Yeah. And that which, which leads into kind of the next part of the conversation, because obviously that's not scalable, right? And And you're kind of in that same position where you're looking at this going like this is it's profitable if I keep doing it. And it's great that it, it kind of grows on its own and stuff like that. And, and that's kind of the way that my my podcast production service has grown um, and, and serves a very similar kind of clientele. Uh, so yeah, I've experienced that, that same thing. Uh, once you get known for it, you don't necessarily have to like, I'm not running Facebook ads. I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't have to be super active on Instagram. The clients just kind of come in by referral and, and word of mouth and stuff. Um, but when you look at the next phase of the business, you're already kind of jumping into that. And so the, the things that you are actively marketing are not your top level copywriting. So what made you decide to go into like the coaching instead of, let's say, training a team of writers underneath you, and then you just do the client communication and management, and then you hire a bunch of writers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I struggled with that for a long time. And I knew the one thing I knew for sure is that I didn't want to be an agency. Um, and I'm not, I, it's funny, you know, I love agency life and I love right. agency culture. I just didn't see that as my vision. I didn't see that as the thing that I really wanted to do. What I really love doing is I love, I love the work that I do and I love working with people. And yeah. so I was looking at, okay, so how does this scale? How does this grow? Because you're right, just, you know, doing done for you copywriting, it's only scalable to a certain point. I mean, I have, you know, months that I'm like, I can't take on any more of this yeah. because I'm booked. So for me, moving into coaching felt really natural because I have always been in a mentorship kind of role. I was, when I was managing at the agency, I loved the like coaching mentorship kind of feel that you got in management and when you got to work with people. Um, And I noticed that a lot of my girlfriends come to me for business advice. A lot of my girlfriends who are freelancing would come to me and be like, Hey, how do you, you know, how do you structure this? And I love that. And so I thought, you know what, this is just so natural to start coaching on, on what I do. And it took me a long time to nail down messaging, actually. I was, I was like, I want to be a business coach. And I didn't ever think that I could do the copywriting and do the messaging coaching at the same time. It didn't look in my brain like something that tied together until I finally started doing it. And I was like, this actually feeds directly because I'm coaching people who are unclear on their message. Mm-hmm. And then it leads directly into if they want to hire me as a copywriter, they can down the road. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like when we talk about having two sides of the business, that that's true in the sense that you have essentially two different, uh, maybe price points. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're a little bit different types of services, but they are wrapped around one, one idea, mm-hmm. right? Which we'll is get your messaging right. So that right. is one thing I noticed just from the outside looking in, even just from your website, that is the common element. And I think that's definitely the key. If you're going to have, uh, like in the podcast production business, like we sell one thing, Mm-hmm. Right, we have one package. Either you fit into the system or you don't. Right. Uh, so as we add, you know, if we if we were to add something to it, it's it, you know we have like kind of kind of a lower level entry level thing for people that are just dipping their toe into the waters of podcasting, and that's fine mm-hmm. because it's all around one thing. It's all around mm-hmm. podcasting. So it makes right, it makes sense for people, it, and it doesn't. Um, like if I, as I get better known for podcasting, it doesn't throw people off that I have two different things to offer as long as it's all wrapped around one, one core idea. So right. that, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's very fortunate that you're able to find kind of that one core thing that binds everything together. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's been awesome. It's been yeah, really great. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what's the next step. So you obviously want to keep focusing on the thing that's profitable, 
right? Mm-hmm. So you've got your done for you service, but you kind of know where you cap out. So you want to cap out there as much as possible. And mm-hmm. then how do you find the time and the energy to still build the other side of the business that's way more scalable? Yeah. So I just schedule out my launches and I always make sure that I'm not, um, one of the big things that helped me a lot was stop trading time for money, especially in the copywriting space. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it took me a while to figure out that, you know, people are paying for a result, not the hour I spend in getting it done. Uh, so that was really important for me in, in terms of how do I find the time? A lot of it, I had to really rethink how I looked at time. Yeah. And so I had to look at, you know, this is the amount of time I can spend on a copywriting project and mm-hmm. still have time to, to scale my coaching programs. So I'm actually going into a launch this month in the coaching side of what I do. And it hasn't been crazy busy for me in terms of, I have a lot of copywriting work, but in terms of finding the time for the coaching stuff, I love it so much that I just, I split out my day. So I know that, you know, I have this project for a copywriting client. And then I also know that I've got to create some content leading up to my launch and I recycle a lot of stuff. So this is the second time I'll be launching this program and I'm using a lot of the same stuff from my previous launch. I'm repurposing a lot. Are you really? I am. Yeah, it's uh, something I didn't realize this until I started working with some of these experts and getting getting to know them kind of behind the scenes. So I'm curious if you've noticed this thing too, because here here's what I've noticed that they'll tell you behind the scenes, and sometimes if you get into their programs, they'll they'll show it. Um, but they you realize that the the launches that look amazing from the outside, by the time you've heard about it, it's probably the fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth time they've launched it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've gone through all these iterations and like Amy Porterfield is a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was not her courses were not seven figure courses anywhere close to out of the gate. We're talking about small five, you know, four figures, then five figures. And then just kind of like every time they relaunch it, they refine it. Uh, is there have you noticed the same thing with the experts you've worked with? Yeah, absolutely. And, and my business coach and also one of my clients, um, I've, I've noticed that, you know, it, he always says, like, if it if it works, relaunch it like just do it again do it again um so yeah i have noticed that i have noticed that for sure and and that you know i think we tend to get when it's our stuff we tend to get really close to it and like i can't possibly say the same thing twice because like what if people notice Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah but i mean usually it takes a couple times for it to stick for people i mean people go through a launch list like three or four times before they end up buying a program so yeah might as well keep hitting them with content well, okay. So say that again, people will go through a launch list as in be on the email list for a launch and get almost the same or a similar cycle of launch emails. Before so yeah, I think people will go through different launches for the same program before they buy, like they'll go through at least two and there might be two different variations of the launch, but I know a lot of people don't buy a program on the first buy, right? They're not, they're mm-hmm. converting that cold audience. Um, I mean, it depends on the launch, the success of a launch, but I know that there's a lot of people who will see a product several times, especially a course, um, before buying it. And it's similar content. It's not, you know, directly copy pasted, but it's definitely similar in the messaging. Okay. Especially if it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so don't be afraid. So in your own launch, let me, I want to recap some of the things that you've learned from successful clients that you're taking into your own launch. So number one, don't be afraid to reuse content. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to relaunch. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, it, so when you look at the difference between one launch to the next, what are some of the things in between there that you sit down and evaluate and go, okay, I want this launch to be better than the last one. Here are some of the things that I look at tweaking, especially with your own launches. Now that you've learned all this stuff from working with other experts, what are some of those things you look at? 
Yeah, I like to look a lot at, um, especially if it's like a, a first time launch. So for mine in particular, my last launch was a beta. It was the beta version of the program. And so I'm looking specifically at the way in which my students describe the program who just have gone through it. Because okay. that is something that I think is just a gold mine um, for your own messaging and your own copy. So how are people mm -hmm. describing their transformation? Yeah. What did you help them get clear on? Um, that hindsight 2020 is so powerful. So reaching out to you know students who've gone through the program, looking at what that is, looking at the mm -hmm. testimonials. Some of the things I always ask for when I'm working on a launch, I'm like, I want your most recent testimonials. I want to look at them. I want to get okay. into them, see how people are describing where mm -hmm. they were and where they are now. Yeah. Um, also just, I'm a numbers geek when it comes to copy and evaluating copy. So oh. I always want to know like, you know, what was the conversion rate on the sales page? What are we looking at for the email open rates and click through rates? Mm. How's that sequence performing? And then are we actually changing the way in which we're launching it? So did we go from a webinar to a challenge? You know, oftentimes the content is similar to the delivery might be different. So mm -hmm. it might be a challenge and then it might be, you know, a live training. It might be a webinar, mm -hmm. but how is that changing? Like what, what's the one, what's the one constant and how are we going to shift the assets to focus on that? Gotcha. That okay. All right. Well, let's pull back for a second. Uh, Cause I've got one more important question for you, but before we do that, what's the best way for people to reach out and connect and especially if they want to find out more about like the top tier copywriting and launching? Yeah, absolutely. So my website, CaitlinDramas.com, is the best place to go to get in contact with me. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram. I'm on Instagram an embarrassingly amount of time. <laughs> I love hanging out on Instagram. I connect with so many people in the DMs. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? Um, okay. So I'm on Instagram at Kate Dramas. Okay. Oh uh, well, let's let's go go deeper on that for a second with me. Uh, so what do you mean when you connect with people on DM? Are we talking about people that reach out to you and follow, or do you actively yeah. look at who follows you and then reach out to them? No. So people who actively follow me and who are picking up on my stuff. Um, and I started using stories more. So for a while, Instagram was just a place for me. I have three dogs. So it was a place for me to post about my dogs and like, <laughs> you know, share some empowering quotes. And I started to get really strategic. I was like, I need Good. more of me on Instagram. You know, as a writer, I'm not always putting my face out there, yeah, but <laughs> I'm actually very extroverted. So I was like, I should start doing this. And uh, I have noticed, you know, the more I'm in my stories and on video and just sharing clips of behind the scenes in my office and, you know, and how I do my work and just thoughts mm -hmm. that I have about messaging and my perspective on it, people mm -hmm. will reach out through direct message and just say, Hey, you know, I, I interested working with you or that's such a great point. It's this huge connection point. And I've heard this before, right? It's one of those things that I've heard okay. where people are like, yeah, I'm really making connections on Instagram. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? I mean, my parents follow me there, but it's true. Like if you're very strategic <laughs> about it, it's really true. So now yeah. it's one of my favorite social platforms. And that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's so uh, I haven't had that. Like I, I just, I, I set up a new account uh, on Instagram for kind of the, to promote the podcast and, and just the next, uh, like the next iteration of the business that I'm building behind the scenes and just to set people up for that. And uh, yeah, I haven't had that experience of people just DMing me and going, Hey, we should work <laughs> together. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm sure that'll come at some point, but I haven't had that experience yet. Yes, it's so, coming. Be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So when when you look at the landscape of launches and selling courses and all that fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So is there anything interesting that you see either coming down the pipeline or is there any interesting changes that you see just going on like right now in the business if things are shifting? Like are we shifting away from webinars and towards something else? Do you see any trends yeah. like that that you're really keeping an eye on? Yeah, I do actually. Um, so I think webinars are really effective. That being said, I think people are really smart. You know, I mean, our audience knows what's coming. 
they know it's a webinar, they know they're going to get some tidbits, and then they know there's a pitch at the end. It's not a surprise anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're going to be pitching something at the end of a, of a webinar. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot more um, like live training. So similar to the video series model, but it's starting to evolve and it's live and people are going live consistently. And so I, I really think live video is going to be a huge, huge factor in launches moving forward um, okay. and more in-depth training because people, people know, you know, people know, I, I don't know that a one hour webinar is enough for people anymore. And so I think people yeah. want to take action and they want, they want more of you. Um, you know, hiding behind slides is it, you know, it used to be the way to warm up an audience. And now I think people want to see you and they want to get to know you. And mm -hmm. especially if they're making a large investment. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I imagine you don't sell any top tier copywriting services through webinars. No, no, I do not. I do not. <laughs> yeah. So I think there, there is a measure of that, like the more sophisticated and, and in the marketing sense, not in a fa you know, fashion sense, but the more sophisticated a market gets in the sense that they've been exposed to webinars. Now mm -hmm. it means tidbits plus sales presentation. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, like, you know, the people that you sell to on the high end, the people that I sell to on a high end, you're not, for the most part, they're not jumping on webinars. And so yeah. I think whatever, whatever that the, the stage of the audience underneath them, I think still does. Um, but for the most part, like the highest level people don't. And so they need something else. So I like the, I, the I'm kind of keeping my eye out on that same thing. That's noticing who's doing live trainings, mm -hmm. um, noticing who's running live trainings as ads, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pre-roll ads for trainings and stuff like that, which is an interesting thing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That. Yeah. I mean, I think that is just the training part is so important and that's actually how, so when it comes to my copywriting services, I actually don't you know, I don't, I don't pitch them. People usually come to me, which is really great, but it might, it's like a 30 minute discovery call and that's our time to get to know each other and see what your needs are. But that being said, a lot of those referrals will have seen either a video or a training or something that I put out there or a post on my perspective on coffee. And I think that is so important when it comes to those higher ticket programs and offers and services, because if, if you're just another so-and-so, and you don't have a unique perspective to offer or a unique style, I think it's really hard to get people to be like, you know what, this is someone worth reaching out to because it's saturated. It is very saturated. Yeah. And, and it goes back again, just to put a nice button on things. Uh, it goes back to your core idea, right? What's, what's the message and what's the, what is the big idea behind the transformation that you're selling? Cause all the same rules apply to us, right? Just uh, in, in building our kind of service companies. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so for me, everything kind of comes back to that same core concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Well, Kate, this has been a ton of fun. And uh, so just a reminder, the, uh, the, give us the, uh, the spelling of the, uh, the website so we can get in contact with you the right way and let us know how to find you on Instagram. Yeah, it is K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-D-R-A-M-I-S.com. Perfect. And then on Instagram, it's Kate, K-A-T-E-D-R-A-M-I-S, Kate Dramas. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you soon. Hey, Rockstars. Thank you so much. I appreciate you investing your time, your effort, your energy into the show. I don't take that lightly. I so appreciate uh, you all listening and the feedback that I get from those of you who listen and engage with the show. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with the things we talk about, I love hearing from you. So please reach out. 
And if you are in the audience and you're a business coach, a consultant, or you're in creative services, and you're thinking about using you know, guest appearances on podcasts and interviews to boost your business, grow your brand, build more influence and attract ideal clients, or maybe you're watching other people in your space do that and you're wondering if this strategy will work for you and how to make that work. Uh, I did a special training with a client, Dana Malstaff, uh, who runs the Boss Mom Podcast. We produce her show. And we did a training all about that. And it's called How to Get Featured on the Right Podcast and get your ideal clients flocking to you. And a few of the things that we covered in that training, it's, it's short, it's content packed, it's only about 35 minutes long. And we talked about how to get featured on podcasts in less than two hours a week, how to find the exact right podcast for you and make friends with those podcast hosts, how to become micro famous so you're known, liked and trusted in your space, and really how to, uh, how to craft a story hook uh, that really gets the attention of podcast hosts and gets them to say yes when you reach out and pitch yourself as a guest. And so we talk about all that and a bunch more in that training. So it's available at howtogetfeatured.com. That's howtogetfeatured.com. Pop your information in there. It's free and you get it in you know, instant access to watch. You don't have to wait for a follow-up email. You don't have to wait for a fake webinar that's not actually live. None of that. It's a recorded training. You get instant access. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. And I've said it before on previous episodes. This is my number one marketing strategy for myself for 2019. And I learned a lot of these things in the process of building the system for myself and my staff to pitch me as a expert guest on podcasts. And whenever somebody, whether it's one of my own clients or my friends and peers and colleagues in the space that we all run in, it's my number one recommendation for them too, to grow their brand, build their influence and attract ideal clients. So if that's you and you want more of that, go check that out. That's at howtogetfeatured.com. Thanks again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the UX podcast.